if you can't walk your happy ass down the runway to get on the airplane, maybe you shouldn't be flying on airplanes. Two men pushed out of law enforcement talk about their journey through life. Ready to look behind the curtain of law enforcement? These guys aren't holding back. Mike is joined by Jim. Both are Gen Xers. Both have type A personalities. And both of their give a F buttons are broken. Warning. Warning. Uh, Shouldn't we insert a trigger warning here? Buckle up, because it's about to get real. Welcome to Mike and Pedro 2.0. Hey guys, welcome to Mike and Pedro. This is your host, Mike, here with... Jim! Welcome to the show. It's been a few weeks since... Almost a month since uh, Jim and I have talked. I know. So... Stuff happens. Life in general. Kids, work, everything and anything. Holidays. There was an Easter holiday in there. There was. We just had Easter. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything either. I I drank scotch. I think I had a beer. I enjoyed the silence. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the family's gone for the week. Yeah, you've had plenty of gym time. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, speaking of Easter and holidays and religion... (laughs) Why are you blushing? We all know what you're doing while your wife's gone. It's okay. Don't, Don't feel too bad about it. Everybody does it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm celibate when my girlfriend's gone. Right. So. Oh, speaking of that, big news. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Officially engaged. Mike was is officially engaged. He is off the market, boys. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. But that's okay. I digress. Speaking of boys and religion, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I do. Uh, the, the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. So, preparing to stick his tongue in little little boy's mouth. It's not just with Catholics anymore. Now it's with the uh, Hindus, Buddhists. 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 So, there's a video, I want to say, six-year-old video, seven-year-old video. It's older video. It's not a new video. Right. Um, It's a video of the Dalai Lama getting kissed on the face by a small boy, probably six, nine years old, somewhere in there, young enough that they should know better. Not the boy, the Dalai Lama. It's kissing him on the face and then kisses him on the mouth and then kisses him on the tongue. The Dalai Lama asks for him to suck on his tongue, which I don't know of any religion and or culture where that's right or acceptable. No, not at all. That's kind of an issue. I mean, it's it's an older issue. It hasn't really cropped up again that we know of, but at the same time, it never should have cropped up in the first place, right? It never should have cropped up, one. Two, when it cropped up, that person should have been removed from that position immediately. Can't be. be. The Dalai Lama? Nope. You're the Lama for life. Oh, that's right, because the whole belief system that you're the Dalai Lama, and then the next, you transfer into someone else's body. Right. I wonder how many times he's transferred into someone else's body over the past couple of years. Well, I was going to say <laughs> whether you were going to go there or not. No, I, I was I was wondering if it was going to start out as like a, a junior pedophile and then you get your badge and the next life you'd become ultra pedophile. Oh, like the Democrats. I was thinking like Highlander type thing, like you kill mm. enough people and you get their power, but maybe like Hillary Clinton. I, I don't care who you are. <laughs> That's Nobody funny right has, there. <laughs> nobody has. What's the number now? 50 friends that have committed suicide. Oh, it's more than that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
I, I would just like to say, and I think I can speak for you also, Jim, uh, neither of us are suicidal since we spoke of the Clintons or before we spoke. Of the no, Clintons. even though I'm at home alone by myself, I am not suicidal and I will not shoot myself, nor will I hang myself. Unless it's autoerotic asphyxiation. No, because I don't have a catch. I, I don't have a uh, swing man or a catcher at that point in time. Oh, fair enough. So, but that does bring up the point with the Clintons. Wasn't <clears throat> with the whole thing with Trump and Stormy Daniels. Didn't Bill Clinton pay somebody off? Two people off. Uh, Jennifer Flowers. I remember Jennifer Flowers. And it wasn't under the desk girl. No, he didn't pay her off. No. She finished him off, but he didn't pay her off. Well, yeah. Allegedly. Um, God, what was the other one's name? For Paula Jones. Paula Jones. That's right. And he paid her way more than the supposed $150,000. Like, he paid her close to 800000 I think. Or, no, it was three fifty. Well, Stormy Daniels, she ended up owing Trump and owing Trump. And then just recently, when this whole thing came out uh, with the indictment or the arraignment that was coming up... That day, she owed him $150,000 in lawyer fees. Right. And she also said multiple times in multiple ways, they never had an affair. It never really happened. It doesn't It doesn't matter at this point. She like, violated a contract, and that's what she's getting sued for. Right. It was interesting. I was listening to uh, All American Savage podcast with John Burke, mm-hmm. and they were going through this in great detail. I haven't done enough research on it myself to be able to speak with too much authority, but... They were saying that Trump didn't get in trouble for using campaign dollars to give her money when she signed the NDA. It was out of his business money or his personal money, not campaign money, where you would think that it would supposed to be you'd use your personal or business money, not campaign money. Right. And they're trying to say that he should have used campaign money to pay her off. Why? That's just what it came down to. Hillary yeah. Clinton used campaign money to pay somebody off and didn't get in any trouble. I don't know who she paid off, but it was probably one of Bill's. Bill's. Oh, the Steele dossier. Oh, that's right. Anyhow. So, I mean, they, what they indict him with, like 34 counts of whatever. And 34, 34 counts, which should have been misdemeanors, that they racked up to a felony because they're trying to attach it to a federal charge, but no one's saying what the federal charge is. Yeah. You should be able, what did I hear? You should be able to explain your case, excuse me, within about four minutes using simple words. And that's how you know you're going to win your case. If you can't explain it in four minutes with simple words, then you've wasted everybody's time and money. I mean, his whole thing was when he ran was he's going to indict Trump. And he did. Now, an indictment or charge Trump, a charge or an indictment doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere. It just means he's been charged or indicted. So... Unless there's a conviction, absolutely nothing's going to happen. And Trump himself, Trump himself came out and said, you know, the day I got indicted, it was like a 10 or $12 million boost to my war chest running for president. Here's the question, though. Let's just go full ham on this. Let's say that prosecutor goes ahead, files, well, the charges are filed, goes ahead and tries to move forward with this. They've already petitioned have a different judge, which has been denied. They've petitioned to have it at a different location, Who did? which is Trump's, Trump's okay. lawyers, which has been denied because that's a very, very blue area that they're they're in right there. Right. So how are you going to find, how is Trump's legal team going to find a jury that is going to say, that is going to be fair or impartial to Trump? So even if you bring forward 
the shittiest case, which by the way, it's past the statute of limitations on the alleged charges, which is why they brought it up, which is why they're trying to aggregate everything up to a felony because then it's not past a felony charge. Correct. So if they get this all pushed and passed forward, now you have hypothetically speaking, Trump with a felony, which he would never do any prison or jail time on. He would probably maybe get a fine, maybe not. They're going to be happy enough just slapping a felony on him because then that disqualifies him for running for office. Right. So then you look at it and you go, how long is the appeals process and the process going up? Because it'll eventually hit the Supreme Court. And when it hits the Supreme Court, if three to five years, so that knocks him out for 2024. Yeah. And that's all they care about. Yeah. They don't care about anything else, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's get him out of the running for 2024 so we can push whoever we want, which is probably who the Bushes want, which is DeSantis. Yeah. I don't think DeSantis would do a bad job, though. Oh, I think he'd do an incredible job. Yeah. I think the one thing that scares me about DeSantis, I believe we talked about it last month, shoot, was DeSantis's press person or his whoever his handler is, his camp campaign manager, whatever, saying, you can't take pictures of DeSantis without our permission. You can't post anything about DeSantis without our permission. And then he's a public figure that disappears pretty quick, especially when you're becoming. And then the state legislature was trying to pass a bill in Florida saying, if you want to, if you live within the state of Florida and you want to post anything as a blogger or a. Uh, journalist, you have to get permission or be registered as a blogger or journalist. In oh, I had heard that. Yes. So that's put some concern there. I don't think that that actually has anything to do with him specifically, because I don't think he would actually sign off on something like that. No, I don't think he will. And it, to become law, it has to go through the governor's office. And I don't think he's going to, because that's limiting your first amendment, right? Correct. And we have the right under the first amendment to have an opinion mm-hmm. to say what we want, but we also have the right to post the truth no matter what has been happening with big tech and everything else recently in the past couple of years. Well, I think that we, <clears throat> yeah, I would say we have the right to discuss, talk about, I don't think we have the right to post due to it being private companies and they have the right to be able to limit their content. But I would argue that we should be allowed to post. You have the right to an opinion and you have the right to post your opinion or state your opinion. Right. But don't the terms of agreement for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram state that they can restrict based on whatever. Doesn't mean you can't post it. Okay. Well, you can post it. They can take it down, but you they can, can take it, it down. So that's the thing that that goes back to, you have the freedom to say what you want, but you're not free from consequences. There's a guy on Facebook from the, I think he has a group called order of man and he has a very, very good, he posts really good stuff every day. And yesterday it was talking about how Christianity and Easter have absolutely nothing to do with the Easter bunny. Sorry to say it. No, there's nothing, it there's nothing to do with that. And in the small or town, Easter that, eggs, correct. In the small town that I live in, people yesterday were up at arms because the local park decided to have an Easter egg hunt and there were, excuse me, children going out to get their Easter eggs. And it said specifically, no parents, no adults, just kids. Yeah. And 
all these parents were going in, grabbing all the eggs and throwing them in their kids' baskets. Okay. I'm sorry. People are shitty. People do stupid shit. Why are we spending a day that we're supposed to be grateful for the resurrection of our Lord and Savior? Why are we complaining about Thad, the dad, who's probably a cuck lord, having to go out there and pick up the eggs because his wife doesn't want to, because she's drinking wine at 9 a.m. in the morning because she can't deal with how much of a beta he is. <clears throat> who cares about that? He's a bitch. Who, who cares? Hey, here's an idea. Thank you, God, for sending your son to die for our sins and resurrecting him and bringing him back. Not trying to go all religious here, but seriously, shut the fuck up about that. Nobody cares. Yeah. And here's the thing. If your kid can't go out there and pick up eggs themselves, maybe they shouldn't be out there. And I'll do one better. I'll do you one better. Guys, I'm going to warn you. It's time to put those earmuffs on because this will offend you. If you can't get out of your special chair to get Easter eggs, maybe you shouldn't be Easter egg hunting. I'll go one farther. If you can't walk your happy ass down the runway to get on the airplane, maybe you shouldn't be flying on airplanes. And I'll go farther. Oh, God. Why? <clears throat> should? Okay, so I went on a trip with my girlfriend, and we did this magical proposal. I'm not going to go into too many details here, but it was incredible. We fly first class because I'm trying to make it. So it's a special event. So you pay a little bit more. So here's how it works. Elites, people with billion mile club, whatever, they get on the airplane first. Then you have the first class or then it's vets and first class or vets and then mil active military. And then it's, then it's first class. Except for they say, Hey, if there's anybody who needs extra time to get on the airplane with children or disabilities, please go ahead and just step forward or crawl forward or drag your corpses forward. However you have to do it, we're going to help you get on the airplane. Then what they do is they come up and they drag themselves up and look, look, yeah, um, can we get Saeed over here with a wheelchair? We need to go ahead and get Bertha uh, carted down the, the walkway. They go ahead, and Saeed shows up, and a couple of his cousins, and they show up, and they're going, hey, who are we taking? Who are we take down terminal? Put them in the plane. We have the fat, unfuckable handicapped people going down, which, by the way, they're probably sitting in coach, and they're probably taking up two seats as it is, so someone's gonna, and someone's going to be squished. So why... Should they be allowed to fly on an airplane? If you can't walk there, you shouldn't be there. And I'm, I don't hate handicapped people. I'm just being realistic. And I will say the Cartman factor on this as well. If I ever get handicapped, God forbid, I will be the biggest handicapped advocate ever. So yes, I'll be two-faced on it. But for today's intent and purposes, stay the fuck off the airplane. Let me get on. I was the first person off the plane both times. And I should have been the first person on the plane because my seat was right by the front door. So, as far as that goes, if you're handicapped because you're fat, put down the fucking fork and go for a walk. So, I'm all for that, right? Now, other things do happen, right? I've got bad knees, so I've got arthritis in both knees. I'm not that old. I had a lot of fun when I was younger. It does take me a little bit more time. But have I gone to get a cripple sticker yet? No. Do I ask for special permission to get on a plane early? No. I fucking wait out in the middle of nowhere and... Keep my flabby, happy ass 
Well, also where I need the, to the be. cripple sticker is for the cripple, not their family members. So when Bertha can't get around because she's fat and crippled and lazy and probably lost a leg to art, not arthritis. Uh, what's that? Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. She loses it due to diabetes and she can't get around. So we should just take her back behind the barn and put a bullet in her head. Just my opinion. Save taxpayer money right there. Guess how much we'd save if we were. I'm digressing. You a- are. Anyhow. You're going to hell. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I don't understand. And I know we're rabbit trailing on <laughs> airplane stuff. So you go through security to get into the on the airplane. Yep. And they have the, let's, okay, let's see. So you go through, you go through, you go through. We're doing this full body scan. Okay, the line's backing up. So now we're going to let you 10 walk through where you don't have to hold your hands up. And you just go through. Every single time I go through airport security, I get patted down. Because you're white. No, because they think that somewhere on my left or right trap, depending on the day, there's going, there's a mass there. There's no mass there. It's called having traps. It was since I started lifting weights. I get so annoyed because I'm like, oh, this feels sort of rough. Yeah, it's called lifting weights. Issue one. Well, I guess that's issue two or three by this point. <laughs> uh, the next thing. So we're supposed to be safe, right? So you and I get on an airplane. I'm fine with my girlfriend, go get engaged, have this magical thing happen. I were writing in first class. Well, you're not writing in first class because you're just flying for business for Mike and Pedro 2.0 promotion in Texas or whatever. Not really right. a thing. So you're writing in coach. Okay. They feed people in first class, whatever food they want to feed them. Right. Okay. Then there's usually like three options. I there's, think. you have three options. You can choose before when you're on the flight, they also give you unlimited alcohol and it's a good time. Well, they bring me my food, which was supposed to be a fruit platter, which was fruit and crackers and cheese and way too much food for one person. And I like to eat. Yeah. So they bring the food out and they're like, here, let me give you your silverware. And they hand me the silverware, which is wrapped in a napkin and it's real cutlery. And it's a fork, a spoon, and a butter knife. And I'm sitting here eating my food. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then oh, it dawns on me. And then as the cutlery is out and people are eating their food in first class, they do the pilot bathroom shuffle where they have the stewardess or steward, hey, standing there blocking the walkway so that the pilot can step out. A stewardess or steward can step flight attendant can step into the cockpit and then the pilot can use the bathroom. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, wait a second. You literally just handed 12 people knives and now you're having the pilot swap out. So what's the secret here? It's not the butter knife. You got to worry about I'd actually attack with a fork. Well, regardless, you've literally just handed metal objects that we spent 45 minutes waiting in line to make sure we don't have any of because we trust 12 people because they can pay more money to get on an airplane. Right. So for entertainment purposes only, and this just randomly popped in my head, that means that they assume all terrorists are cheap. So poor or poor. So if you want to be a terrorist on an airplane, do the math. Don't do the math. Thank you. Don't. Entertainment purposes only. Do not do that. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, I've already done the math. (laughs) It's like anything else in life, right? It doesn't really take a whole lot to stop something or bring something to its knees. It only takes a small group of people in a well-coordinated attack. 
that are willing to go all the way. It was interesting to me because as you're looking at it, you're just, you start seeing all the different things. Now I'm not a elitist or a classist in any way, shape or form. I'm not even racist. I, people would say I'm homophobic, but I'm not afraid or transphobic, but I'm not afraid of them. I just don't care about them. Stay away from the kids. That's all I care about. That's all I'm touching on that for today. Cause we talk about that enough anyhow, but when you're doing your pre-flight thing and they're like, Okay, so welcome to the flight. We're going to be taking four hours today. We need you to go ahead and stay seated until the seatbelt light comes off. And when it turns off, you need to use the bathroom within your cabin. Makes sense, right? So whenever I'm in coach, I always go to the back of the plane. Right. I don't have any problem with going to the back of the plane, back of the bus. I don't care. Either way, I like the view back there. I go back there to use the bathroom. So as I'm sitting in first class, I keep on having people walk by me. And I'm at the back of first class and they keep walking by me to use the bathroom. And I found myself wanting to tell the peasants to stay out of <clears> the <throat> <our> bathroom. <laughs> and as the <laughs> flight attendants were up there and they were asked the guy, you know, he brought his son up, which I understand you want to bring your son up to use the bathroom. He's like, what seat are you in? He's like, seat 12. He's like, Oh yeah, you should probably go back there. Now, it's a kid. I, I'm totally fine with the kid. Totally understandable. Take yeah. the kid in the bathroom. Yeah, you're going to go to the bathroom. Kid has to go right away. Right. That's they how don't kids have time are. to wait. They can't wait. But it was interesting to me because then I started thinking about how we get so comfortable in whatever area we're in. Same thing could be said with whatever narrative is being pushed. So COVID, people get the COVID shot. All of a sudden, the people that don't are bad people. People that don't believe politically the same way as somebody we get so comfortable in it so fast even just sitting in an airplane for an hour on a four-hour flight three-hour flight your perspective changes and you have yeah. to rein it back in but now we have people that don't rein in their perspective and they're just like hey you know whatever well a lot of those people are stuck in an echo chamber with their own crowd and their own group that all say the same things think the same way that's being encouraged is to stay in your lane and to not by by schools, by government, stay in your lane. Don't talk to these people. Don't talk to that people because then we'd figure out that all this stuff is a big pile of trash. And we would look at our government and go, <laughs> you stay in your lane. You've expanded your powers way too much. It's time for you to step, take a step back. Same thing with the education system, right? We go there and now they want, everybody wants to segregate into their own little groups. Well, we fought, the past 150 years to get rid of segregation. And now it's coming back. And I look at people and I'm like, why are you segregating? I mean, I ask that to people all the time at my job. And they're like, well, you know, we just want a safe space to go. We want to have conversations. And I'm like, you should be able to have a conversation with anybody and not bring emotion into it. I had somebody close to me say something to me about, we were talking about stereotypes and joking about stereotypes. And she goes, well, it's very easy for you as a white male to joke about stereotypes. She goes, what if someone made fun of you? And I go, what are you going to make fun of? You're going to make fun of a strong work ethic and building this country to what it is today. I, I don't know. What is there to joke about? And of course, this offended this person because very liberal, you know, well, other people work too. Yes. Yes, they do. Absolutely. They do. But this is the stereotype, just like the stereotype for Asian Americans is that they're very highly educated. They work their asses off. They don't complain. 
and they contribute to society. And guess what? When they retire, they're going to have more money than the rest of us because that's how they are. Just like the Indians from across the ocean that are coming over here. They're smarter than we are. They get the technology jobs. They work their asses off and they don't complain. They don't complain. They don't care about social issues as much as they compare. Excuse me. They care about their family, their job, and what they, how they can provide for their family. That's most of the rest of the world. That's most of the rest of the world. So if we could stop with all of this complaining about everything, even something as simple as stay the fuck out of my bathroom peasant. That's all. I mean, and I'm blaming myself for this because I, I thought it in my head. Right. I, I literally wanted to stand up and be like, go to the back, Karen. You don't belong with us. No, it would be Kevin. Cause it was a dad and his son. Well, there was multiple women that went on. Oh, okay. There was the big guy went in there and I was like, I just can't even use that bathroom now. That's just disgusting. Yeah. Oh, it was really large, like two seats large, but he was at least in first class. So he, Took up the first class seat. Okay. By the way, if you haven't flown in first class in a while, spend the extra eighty, hundred, two hundred dollars one flight with your wife, whenever. Totally worth it. Yeah, but if I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna fly with my kids, and it's already expensive enough to do that shit. You send them to the back of the airplane. Your kids will be little terrors back there. You won't have to deal with it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Actually, the last couple of times I've flown it, I I was sitting in either the second to the last row or the last row. And honestly, even though you're near the shitter, I liked it because you get a chance to really chit chat with like the flight attendants that are there. Great crowd of people. Honestly. One of the times we flew, they were literally, every time they'd open up the back, like a blanket or a pillow or a kid's coloring book would fall fall into my lap, and they fed me free alcohol for the entire flight. So here's here's what I envision with your kids, because I know your kids. And I know their names, but I'm not saying their names. So you have the two older ones are going to be sitting there being responsible. Fuck, no, they're not. Hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) Talking first five minutes of the flight. Oh, okay. Five minutes, maybe. First five minutes. So what's going to happen is the little one who likes to start fires for whatever reason is going to find a way to disconnect the safety belt from the seat. And he's going to start hitting his brother and sister with it just for fun. Then you're going to start having a little bit more chaos. You're going to be sitting back there and you're going to be like, you and your wife are going to be like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Now envision you're a good 150, 200 feet ahead of them in first class. And they're like, you hear this disruption in the back, but nobody knows it's your kids. And you're just up there drinking mimosas and eating with your metal cutlery. And the only threat you have or thought in your head is, do I take this fork and go stab my kids? Or do I just enjoy this nice mimosa? And you you have another mimosa. Think about it. It would be so much easier. Anyhow, we should wrap up because I'm going to get myself in trouble. Jim, do you have anything to add before we cut off? Uh, No, that's it today. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Mike and Pedro 2.0. Neither Mike or Pedro 2.0, Jim, are associated with law enforcement any longer. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and all stories are hypothetical and not based on fact.